Hello, hello, hello. Welcome, welcome. This is episode four of the No Words Barred podcast. This is your host, Mo. I am joined by my man, Chris Mack, over in ATL via Zencaster. How are you doing, bro? It's been a couple of weeks. What's new? Tell me the good details, man. Uh, what's going on, Mo? Um, uh, as far as everything goes, like I've been well, you know, my life's been good. You know, I, I, as far as being, you know, Washington Wizards fan at this moment, it, it's not all that pleasant. But, uh, but yeah, we're going to keep rocking, man. You know, uh, we do have the Pacers um, later this week. So it's not, not all hope is lost. But, you know, it was just it was just a bad showing, you know, um, against Boston. And I, I don't even know if Russ is healthy anymore. Uh, I mean, we know that Beal's lingering with a hamstring injury, but what caught my attention was that when I saw Russ play, um, he had like this compression top on that he normally does not wear, mm-hmm. and he was looking much slower um, on the court. He still had his bounce and his athleticism, but I think there's something hampering him, whether it was like something with his shoulder or his back. I'm unsure, but he was not. He was not the usual Russell Westbrook self. Like he only had one rebound and no assists in the second half. Like he was like nothing. He was just not there. And right. and Bradley was the only one that was really trying to put a lot of effort into the game as well, alongside with Russ. But you know they they're both are like beat up. You know, and I think they just ran out of fumes. Um, getting getting us into the play in, like, right, and everyone right. else has been struggling. The rotations are just not working. It did not work in that game against Boston. Uh, I don't understand why Scott Brooks would not try to, you know, start Daniel Gafford at this point because uh, Alex Lynn has just been awful these last few games and. I, I I just I just don't know. Um, you know. I know that we really have to cut bait with that dude when the all season mm-hmm. comes. You know, because I mean, after that show, it's like there's no need for us or for the Wizards to stay with that man. You know, so to speak. Like he's he's did what he has to do. Um, uh, his contract's expiring, so there's no need to renew him. And uh, we should need to go. Uh, and the Wizards should go to a different direction. You know, and get a new coach in the process. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like when I was, uh, I had text you last night because I had caught uh, like the last half of the game. And I even told you, like, <laughs> I was just watching part of it and the rotations was just so slow. The switch ups yeah. on defense. And it just looked weird. Westbrook looked very weird yesterday, like noticeably. It was just, uh, it, I was just wondering, like, dang, what happened? Because I noticed that too. He was wearing that, um, that compression thing. And like that's not, you know, for me, I'm thinking like, all right, yeah, he's wearing it, and but I didn't really think that it was going to cause any type of issues or anything like that. But, uh, but I mean, I mean, and well, and, and later on is that we'll, we'll really get in depth about that in in other games and stuff like that. But I agree though, it was um, it was weird. But I mean, Boston, they were doing their thing though. I got to give them props. Got to give them props, man. Yeah, man, um, Jason Tatum. Cold, yeah, bro. fifty. Kimba, fifty. Kimba had twenty nine. I'm like, damn. That was that was that was the thing. We knew that Tatum was going to just shoot and you know dominate and you know get the score going. But you know, like for the, the Wizards, should not had Kimba Walker go off like that. 
because once he started getting hot, I knew it was over for my team. I knew it was over yeah. for Washington. It was it, it was just bad. Tristan Thompson, even I think he had a I think he had close to double double like nine and eight. He didn't really look all that great, but it didn't really matter when Tatum and Kimmel were getting off and they were right. pretty much scoring the boatload of the points. And he had fifty points for Tatum. Tatum every shot that he was taking, it looked like it was falling in. And I was like, this is not our night. This is not my night as fans. It's not their night as team. And mm-hmm. I'm and I'm like, well, at the very least, they will be at home tomorrow. Um, you know, on Thursday night against Indy. And at their least we'll have the home crowd, you know, to pep them up and keep them going and probably give that team enough energy to get through the game. But I, I just don't know how it looks right now. It doesn't look all that great. Yeah, and, and I understand, man. Like that that definitely is like a cause for concern. But like you just pointed out, the home crowd, hopefully that that brings that extra bit of energy to get them past this. I mean I mean personally I feel like y'all still I think y'all y'all will win against the Pacers, but um the, and I I just really do feel like that home crowd is gonna really be that big boost. Originally I didn't think I didn't know that y'all guys were gonna play at home um for that at the second playing game, but now that you said it, it's just like, yeah, I think we're, we're, I think, we're the eighth. We're, we we had the eighth place ranking, so okay. I guess I give that's the home court advantage. You know, right. being the higher uh, seed. That makes sense. That makes sense, man. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it should be live. It should be live. I know the city of DC will be will be live there. They're pretty got a lot of stuff going on, but um, especially in this region, man. Like, uh, man, is it just me and and. And I don't know how the weather is, and it could be hot down there. But over here in Richmond, um, it's like summer just just popped up his head and said, "Hey, what's going on?" It's like yeah, towards the end of yeah, May. Yeah, and, it's, uh, it, it's picking up in here in, um, in Atlanta. It's going to get hotter uh, each day. The temperature rises to about two degrees. So it was like seventy nine today. Going to be eighty one and eighty three. Next couple of week, days and in, in, towards the weekend, it'll be ninety one degrees on Monday. So yeah, it, it's going to be it's going it's it's getting hot. It's it's ninety degrees in New Jersey right now. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Summer yeah. came early. It came <laughs> a whole month early. And, and we shouldn't really, you know, not expect this with whole with global mm-hmm. warming and all that other stuff. Yeah, that's causing this to happen. But yeah, I mean, I I mean personally, for me, I love this weather. Um, I don't like the the like the very humid like heat heat. Like as soon as I'm stepping outside the door, I'm just like melting to the ground. Uh, I, I like the heat that is going on right now. Like if it's like 85, 85 to like 92 for me, it's perfect for me. I could deal with that. Yeah. The only time that I will be ever okay with it being like 95 and above is if I'm like at a beach or I'm at a pool, like something where water and I could just stay in the water. And then as soon as I get out, I could just dry quickly. Um, but that's the only time that I could deal with, uh, like really like crazy, crazy heat. But yeah, that but the humidity, now nah, I am not with it. I mean, me, uh, you know, I, I ride, I do a lot of biking. Uh, just started picking up running again to try to prepare myself for a 10k run next month. Um, so me being outside more, doing a lot of more outside activities, like the heat does play a factor in it. And, and a lot of times I like to do stuff during the, the morning anyway, where it's just like, you know, about 60, 70 degrees. It's comfortable. I could do whatever I got to do. I know I'll, you know, generate heat by itself. And then, you know, let, and then I could be fine with that type of heat. Like if it's self-generated heat, 
from exercising, I could deal with that also. But sun beaming down on me on top of that, that's just not. And then just no the go. breathing, the breathing and like I said, the humidity and that stuff, like it's just not. Nah, and then the muscles start to cramp up. It's just a lot of just a lot of stuff that that, that go could go wrong with that. So and, and you know, don't forget other, the dry heat too. You know, when you oh, get yeah. in the car and your ass yeah. is on fire immediately, you're burning up. <laughs> Can't oh, even to put the seatbelt on because it's burning your hand and you're like, oh, it is melting off and shit. Yeah, it's yeah. that's the worst. Right. Like that is the worst thing of having a car with other seats. Like, I mean, granted, my seats in my car, they're not fully leather. Um, it's like kind of half mesh, half leisure, but uh, that leather, but um it, it's still it's still hot enough in there. As <laughs> soon as I put my hand on that steering wheel, like that's it. And I would yeah. think that after all these years, I would have been smart enough to put a steering wheel cover on there to try to like at least not allow, allow it to not get so hot. But you know, dumb me is just going to just allow it to just be whatever and and just be okay with it because I don't want to spend the extra money. So yes, Mister Mister uh, yeah, cheap yeah, over here. Listen, uh, even when you put a seat, um, uh, a, a wheel cover over it or a seat cover on your seat, it's still going to be hot. So you're right. still going to be steaming. You're right. You're 100% right, man. But you but know. I, I, but I, 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 you know, the humidity be crazy as well. But those, those days I actually prefer those days over just the dry heat days where, because at least your car, your car would not be as hot as it is, you know. Then that's yeah. the, that's the, um, that's the um, pro I could get for that, those type of um, summer days. But yeah, mm-hmm. summer heat, man, it's, it's not built for everyone. Everyone no, has their not. own. <laughs> no, it's not. That's their own forte for it, you know? You know what's the worst heat that I've ever had to deal with? Granted, it was only temporary. It was only for like three or four days. Vegas. Vegas heat hmm. is a different type of heat because that, that's a dry heat. If there ever was a dry heat, that's it. You know, it, it's, you can't really be outside for long. Because it's just, even if it's, even if the temperature says that it's, let's say, for example, uh, 80 degrees outside. Yeah. It still feels hot as shit over there. Vegas, man. No matter what time of the year that you go. And maybe it's because of the fact that I went there, like, and I think it was in the middle of April. And, and even then, for me, like, it, it was, don't get me wrong, weather was beautiful, great sun. There was like mm-hmm. no storms, no rain or anything like that. But the heat just at, at a certain point of the day, you could just feel it. And it just it just drains you. You can't be out there for long. And it just makes me wonder, maybe that that's also part of the allure of having all of these casinos and, and, and all these different attractions to keep you inside because yeah. you cannot be out there for that long. Granted, you can't be in Vegas for longer than four days. Because if you're in Vegas for long, longer than four, four, four days, man, that's you're you're asking for trouble. Because either you're going to be broke, <laughs> yeah, you're asking for trouble, man. Because after a while, I mean, if you're staying the regulatory response, if you're staying on a strip, whether it's and I think I, and I stayed on a new strip, not on the old Vegas strip, but um, but it, and I didn't believe anybody when they told me like, yo, go to Vegas, do not stay there longer for four days, five days max, if need be, because after that, it's like. You just get tired and either you get tired or you get broke or you get both. And mm. me, I, I'm not a casino person. I'm not a betting person. I tried my, my luck on there. Didn't work out well. Lost some money. Once I lost like about maybe $25, $30, I was like, all right, I'm backing out from this thing. This ain't yeah. However, the great caveat of, of being there in a casino is that if, you're, if you play your cards right, huh, 
no pun in, no pun intended. Um, <laughs> <laughs> if if you do it right, and if you just buy the, the machines and make it appear that you're trying to play, like yeah, you get free like free drinks, like the, the you know the waitress or whatever they walk around asking for a drink. And as I says, you could just stay there and just play like one game every ten minutes. But as long as you're appearing to like you're actually playing the games or the slots or whatever, mm-hmm. like they'll continue to give you drinks, free drinks. Like that's what I was doing a lot of time. Like, like I'm surprised. Like, I'm surprised you held on because uh, you know, you know, the reason they give you them drinks is because they want you to keep playing them slots and you lose right. all your money. Right, but I ain't no fool. Mama ain't raised no fool. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I wish. Listen, if I was, I wish I had the luck that my my mother and my grandmother, God rest her soul, that that they had. And, and with dealing with casinos and stuff like that, because I mean, them they could just always like my grandmother was notorious for that stuff. She could go to any mm. you know Atlantic City, whatever it is that she went to, she always just won. And now that I'm older and I realize that, I was wondering like how how was she able to give me so much money as a kid every time I saw her, whether it was for my birthday or you know holidays and stuff like that. And it's because like she she forever winning stuff. And she's always huh. winning stuff. Like how? How do you do that? But whatever it is, she had that that crazy amount of luck. But I mean, one time down the future, we could have an episode talking about like traveling and, and and stuff like that. I enjoyed my time in Vegas. It was it was a very interesting trip. But uh, but yes, but but back to the weather. Um, like I said, it it is hotter, and then obviously um, we're close to Memorial Day weekend. And if anybody that was listening to the podcast, the first episode. I had put it out there, my prediction, what was going to happen. By Memorial Day, everything's going to open back up. But the, the real hard deadline is July 4th, Independence Day. Or I'm pretty sure yeah. as the media or the president, whoever's going to put it at, as the uh, America grand reopening of America, however they want to put that. But as, but as we know, Chris, especially when it comes up to music, especially hip hop, mm-hmm. you know, as everybody like we last year was kind of like a washout with, with music. You know, like people put out stuff, but a lot of people was doing more so of, you know, it, it was like last year was like the year of Instagram DJs and, you know, those type of stuff, um, you know, especially D-Nice. That, that dude is ridiculously great. Um, and But this year, everybody's out now. Vaccines are going out there. People are people are more inclined to be out there in clubs and all this other mess. Mm-hmm. And as it comes with that, man, and, and as you're realizing. Is summertime summer music releases, man. Like, like good yeah, music. Yeah, man. Good, good music is coming out slowly and surely. It's like, all right, you know. It, and and I think it's a strategic part of it because they want to make sure they put music out because everybody's going to be out for the most part, and they want to capitalize that. Festivals and, are coming back too. Oh yeah, 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 definitely. You know, so hip hop and there's and then and there's going there's a lot of. There's a lot of artists out there that are pretty due for albums that that haven't done one in a while, like the Kendricks, um, you know. And, and you know what I realized, Drake did this. Didn't this fool told us that he was supposed to come out with Certified Lover or something like that back in January? Wasn't it yeah, supposed yeah. to come out then? Yeah, he he tore his kneecap, so he uh, so he put um the release of Certified Certified Lover Boy on hold. I guess it's coming out sometime in the summer um, because, yeah, he's uh, he's uh, should be recovering. And I guess he's going to try to get back on the road soon. But, yeah, man, it was supposed to be on January. 
Right. If the date came and he told them on a post that he like he tore his meniscus or some shit like that. So I'll, I'll, um, I I don't know really what what you know recovering from knee surgery has to do with recording music, but if he wants right. to do that, he can. But yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, it's, it's whatever. I'm I'm still listening to it anyway. Whatever. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm listening to it too. I mean, everybody's anticipating it, but <laughs> it dawned on me today. I was like, wait a second, man. Like this dude is lying to us. He told us it was supposed to be out in January, and here he is. We we about to be in June. The pandemic. We were still in the we're still in the we're still in the pandemic for one. We are. But we, we, was, are. we was we was still pretty deep deep in that shit, and we still are pretty deep deep in that shit. But you know, but it was also cold, and you know, I, I guess you know he didn't want to really try, try to release music that you know people are still going to be inside for in more ways than one. You Mr. know, Toronto? Yeah. Hey, Mr. hey, hey. Mr. Six. He's Mr. Six. Yeah. But, you know. You know. You, you also have uh, you know a home in L.A. and. In Houston, in Memphis, wherever, whichever way you want to put it, or whatever day of the week that he decides where you want to be at. Let me guess. But, he, uh, tra- he he goes and tours in Houston, Atlanta, Vegas a lot, huh? Yeah, yeah. So you know, I mean, he's yeah. It, you know, the summer's the best time to really drop the album. I mean, I guess we're going to get is. that in in Silk Sonic as well. Yes, you know, yes, and, yes, yes. Don't and, right. Whatever else is that you know, I think. Yeah, Miko's is dropping too. They're dropping um Culture Three in June. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, they they they're all right. I don't know. It's just like now these days. I'm just like, huh? Like whatever. <laughs> okay, Migos. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, the single's not bad though. Uh, you know, the uh, the one that dropped earlier um last week, straightening. It's it's decent. You know, it's good. It's good. But uh, I really like the um the the um needed single that they did with um NBA YoungBoy last year. And uh, Offset has a couple of good features that I've heard recently. But so, you know, my, my anticipation isn't as high as, uh, you know, I would think it would be like a couple of years ago. Right. But, you know, I'm still going to listen to it regardless, you know. There's yeah, going to be mean, some good stuff in there. I'm pretty sure. Like, they'll they're, – they're bound, they're bound to come up with something, put out something that everybody's going to love to hear and play and stuff like that. It's just – I don't know. Like, I kind of just, like, cool down on them. I guess it's because – I hear so much of them through their either their 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 wives, girlfriends, whatever. It's like like I'm I don't even listen to you guys no more. Like I'm tired of hearing about you guys. Yeah, I can I can I can <laughs> understand um, like people feeling oversaturated right. with them, you know, on you know because of their exploits, you know, off out the booth, you know, yeah. share you know Quavo and Sweetie's uh, previous relationship and. Whatever you know, whatever Cardi B is doing, and offset to embarrass one another, uh, <laughs> and and then you know, you know, the takeoff. He has his own little uh, uh, legal issues that he's been in and out with right now, uh, and yeah, I can see why a lot of folks cooled off on him from that point. But you know, they're still, you know, they're still making pretty good music, still yeah. decent, you know. Yeah. So I'm like, yeah, you know, I'm still giving it a shot. Also, um. Have you it, I don't, you you noticed that uh that Nikki had put back out her uh, Be Me oh, Up yeah. Scotty yeah mixtape on yeah. streaming platforms which is nice it was, it was nice cool. like yeah and then she added three new songs one of them I think the new one of the new songs is with Wayne and Drake and, yeah um, Seeing Green Seeing Green is that's that's how I feel when I look in the mirror every morning people mm-hmm. um but I feel like Drake Drake and, and Wayne floated on that shit man. They did yeah, float man. it on there. Like that was 
when I when I heard Wayne start off, I'm like, all right, all right, Wayne. Because, you know, everybody everybody feels a certain way about Wayne these days, man. Because for the yeah. most part, it's like we it's one of those type of things that, you know, a player still has has a little bit left in the tank. But they keep on just showing you just the terrible like they, they're fading away. But every now and then it's like somehow they reach in and then they just bring out some some shit that like makes you just go nostalgic. Like, yeah. Like that's that's yeah. what I want. Like I remember when Wayne was doing like this is the Wayne that I know that I remember, and that's how I felt listening to him. I was yeah, like, man. all right, don't get me wrong. He's had a couple of good other good other shit um, on other albums as features, but is I don't know. Like this one just felt like he just was going in. It's like he felt motivated. Drake on it was Drake is Drake. Like he's always going to do. He's always <laughs> there's there's no other way to put it. Drake is Drake. Like there yeah, is no other word you can really put. It. It. <laughs> Drake, Drake itself is just like it, it, it's it's an action, it's a verb, it's a noun, whatever you want to make it, an adjective. He is that's what he is. Like he, <laughs> it's just Drake is Drake. Um, it, it, and Nikki held her own on that. Don't get me wrong. Like I don't want to try to make it sound like she sucked on it. Like no, not at all. She held her own and it was good. I uh, and I and I like what I heard. It, it did kind of remind me of that the old hungry, you know, Nikki that's trying to tell everybody that she's well, she's still telling people that she's everybody's like, you know, mothers and shit like that. But yeah, uh, <laughs> that, that I mean, at, that, at that point, that's like you know, that's her, that's her signature. You know what I mean? That's right, 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 right. Like, but that's that's her, that's her own ad lib. Yeah, but the track was nice. I liked it. I liked it. It was a good track. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. It, you know, it, it, that Heather Headley sample is like. Just, just, a, just an easy grab right there too. Mm-hmm. Like you know, I mean, I you know, I remember you know we saw that you know that little video that was floating around, um, uh, with the um the producer you know messing around with the NPC, you know, yeah. with the use that sample. But you know, I've heard that sample like in a couple other songs beforehand. And it, yeah, the shit's an easy earworm. It's a good you know, and it it did sound it sound like um. Uh, the, the beat in itself, it did sound like you know something from the mid two thousands. Uh and um. And with um, with the with the song itself with Wayne and Drake just you know being top tier with their verses, you know it 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 did have something. It was like something to prove from all of them. You know they they like the trios back together, they were right. reuniting for this one song, and you know and they delivered. So you know I have nothing no nothing wrong to say about nothing bad to say about it. It did make me nah. excited for Certified Lover Boy. So yeah, you know, I'm, yeah. I wonder if he's still you know Aubrey got some more fire in there. You know Aubrey that you know that fire. more listeners. Of course, you know you know. Aubrey always got fired. Granted, I will admit that you know it took me a while to warm up to Drake. Like mm-hmm. I have my friend, oh, I have my friend John. He's been mm-hmm. a Drake person since day one, and yeah, for the longest, me and him always went back and forth for each other. Like he, because he mm-hmm. always he tried to, to to try to promote Drake and try to convince me, like, yo, yeah. this is what. This is what, like, dude, he's this, this, and this. And I'm like, all right, whatever, man. Like, uh, uh. but for, after a while, I started listening more. And then I really thought, and I think one day um, I was, I forgot what I was doing years ago, but I was listening to probably uh, Spotify or, or or Pandora or something like that. And they was playing like five or six features of him in a row. And I thought about all the times I've, I've, listen to these songs and how many on Instagram, 
how many how many people have put up pictures with quotes like that dude is <laughs> the dude is becoming one of the most quotable artists that in our generation slowly and slowly because well, he, he is a generational mo- talent he like the moment he puts a song out it could be out for five minutes and i could promise you there is probably yeah. two hundred instagram people posted right i'm like no this will just put out how do you like what <laughs> like, what are you talking like how <laughs> Where did you? This he literally just put this out a minute ago, and you're already putting captions under your pictures, quoting the songs. I'm like, what? You know, it's 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 ridiculous. It's amazing. But I mean, I warmed up to him now, so it, it, it's and I I anticipate his songs. I mean, I guess in a certain type of way, they're kind of a little bit more relatable now. Mm-hmm. And I, it's un, unfortunately, <laughs> for unfortunate reasons, many of his songs are, are I can relate now. Now years pass, but it's all good though. But all, uh, but speaking of of albums that people were anticipating it, and 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 artists in general, uh, as it, unless you've been living under a rock, uh, J Cole put out his the off season album, and uh, I can tell you that that shit did not. He didn't miss on that. He didn't miss. He 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 did what he had to do, and. It shit was fire to me. Like I loved it. I, I loved it. Like that's as far as like complete albums. Like that's I, me personally. I I can't put that above 2014 because to me 2014 had there's like many meanings behind that album, um, sentimental meanings. But uh, it, and it's just the way how the album was constructed and and everything. Then obviously me seeing him in concert afterwards and him performing the whole album live like i don't know it's like for me 2014 it, it's still it's still the bar for him and it's not like he can't top it but this was like right there it's like right under there right under there like it's not not there and i could be and i and there could be people that's listening they could disagree with me and stuff and that's perfectly fine but again this is this is just a personal feeling but it, it's right up there it's like it's like that one it's like that. I don't want to say it's one B, but it's like it's like it's number two. It's just number two right now. And maybe over time, the more I listen to it, and I'll and I'll change my mind. But I was that shit has been on repeat uh, constantly um, in the car, at the gym, riding a bike, anywhere. Like I've I've been listening to that, and I I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, I really felt like the, there's the one track on there for me. Um, hunger on hillside i don't know why but for me like that i don't know if it's just the the melody of the song but him and him and baz hit boz i'm sorry him and boz um they they straight up killed it on that shit and it's just clearly it's a different it's a different cole and i know he wanted to go back to his roots of rapping and he, and he was explaining i remember there like the day before or whatever he was like doing a little press tour and he was describing how he had to rediscovered that hunger and, and and all that stuff that he had before. I guess he kind of lost it in, you know, in the past few years, but he, this is, this is the call that, that, that I, when I first heard him, this, this was the call that, that, that reminded me of that. And the stuff that he was spitting, and I know people like to joke and whatever, want to be funny people, 
talking about, oh, well, he's talking too deep. You know, I can't deal with that deep shit. Or he puts me to sleep. So fucking what? You know what? Don't listen to the shit then. But, <laughs> well, but overall, I, I, I just, I just love it. I just loved it, man. But that track at the end, and it was a, and it was a perfect for me, the, the last track of the whole song, uh, of the whole album, and it, it hit, hit it right nail. The, the hammer hit right on the nail, man. But I mean, but what about you, man? Like, what's your thoughts of, you know, favorite tracks and stuff like that on there? Well, uh, what, what come, when it pertains to J. Cole and, you know, his uh, studio albums, you know, ever since, you know, his time, you know, Aggressive from the warm up and Friday Night Lights, his albums have always been up and down with me. And with this one here, uh, with the off season, is this is definitely one of his better projects that he's put out um, within the last few years or so. But I've always seen from, um, like I said, from like from Four Hill Drives onward, um, he's been progressing, you know, musically and you know finding you know what which lane that really works for him. And knowing, you know, you know, just just the certain uh, nuance and, and, you know, you know, aesthetic that he has for himself. Uh, And I think that worked a lot, you know, know, starting up with uh, Dreamfield Records and, you know, recruiting talent such as Boss and J.I.D. and Earth Gang and, you know, having this collective around here with him uh, that, you know, also proceeded to evolve his music over time. And with this album here, you know, this is, yeah, this is definitely one of his more versatile projects to date. Uh, and yeah, I, I do like it, you know, all the way through as well. Um, and I'm, I'm, I'm a huge fan of, um, you know, like being surprised for features, you know, within the release of the album when mm. it comes on streaming these days. You know, it, it is a good, it's a nice touch. And hearing Caramine on 95 South, you know, yeah. really like took me, you know, by surprise. You know, that was yeah. that was very dope. Um, and then, you know, uh, the verses from, you know, 21 Savage, you know, in, in my life, there are, or, you know, uh, mm-hmm. Little Baby, like, little or, baby. you know, uh, you know, Pride is the Devil. Like, you know, those are some good songs there. Uh, 100 Mills, like, maybe my favorite song from the album so far. And I also really like, um, uh, also really like, uh, close and close, like close, like that joint is like hard. Cause you know, that was one of like one of those songs. Cause Cole, you know, I like when he really ventures into the storytelling, you know, mm-hmm. and you know, cause he's, he does, a, he has a pretty good track record with those type of songs. And, you know, and he didn't really produce a lot. On his tracks, um, he only produced maybe about three three songs on his own. A mm. few were, um, you know, done with uh, T minus or DJ Dial, and right. that that was those are those were great tracks as well. And you know, T minus is awesome too. Like that really, you know, because he helped produce on um, Middle Child. That yeah, was on um, yeah, the Revenge mm. of the Dreamers some album, and mm-hmm. yeah, it it was a good track. Um, he had a, you know, it's, this is a solid a solid effort, um, and. You know, I, I, you know, this really it shows that you know he is really um, perennial. Uh, I want to say a generational talent, but he's definitely of that ilk with the Drake and Kendrick Lamar types and Big Sean types. Like these guys, like they started mm-hmm. out, you know, at the turn of last decade. You know, and you know they really came to you know prominence around two thousand eight. 
2009. And now here we are almost over a decade later. They're like some of the biggest names in rap. Yeah. And, you know, Cole, you know, he had, he's earned his accolades and his praise. And, you know, folks talk to, talk about him on social media a whole lot. And, you know, he's, he's earned that right in some distinct because, you know, he's worked pretty hard, you know, to get to where he is. He uh, went really considered him like the, the best rapper ever or the best of the generation, you know, but yeah, he's yeah. very solid as a lyricist. Very. I like, I enjoy listening to him. Uh, and, you know, he continues to try to grow not only, yes. you know, you know, you know, musically, but also as a person and, you know, folks will always like to joke on him and, you know, not really like, you know, you know, get a sense of his input. You know, yeah, his his lines could be cringeworthy from time to time, like in um planes, <laughs> which he really wasn't needed for that fucking song anyway. It's really his really really all of his like if one thing I could say about J. Cole, all of his raps about sex, really most rappers' raps about sex are fucking cringeworthy and awful. But he's one of the worst up there when it comes to that shit. <laughs> but he's not doing that. And, you know, he's rapping about life and rapping about growing up in Fayetteville and, you know, and shit that, you know, that, you know, folks like us can relate to, you know, the shit's good. Like, it's right. really good, you know, and, and you know, you know, it, I, 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 there's nothing really much else I can say, you know, other than, you know, he's, he is good at what he does. You know, right. I mean, you know, I would consider a lot of his albums classics. I would consider him like, you know, you know, of that type. But, you know, he's good. You know, it's it's fine for guys to just be good, you yeah. know, and, you know, and for him and Big Sean, two rappers, uh, you know, like I said, that came from that you know generation. And even to an extent, Wale, um, all of them, oh, yeah. they, they yeah. still get trashed. And shitted on, and it's the same fucking jokes that we get that that was from 2010. Like, yeah, we're, we're yeah. in our thirties now, right? Right. And niggas still haven't grown up. Nah, they don't. <laughs> they, they just want to stick to their own shit, man. And, and I can understand from that standpoint that you don't that you have your own niche and 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 yeah. you have your favorites and you want to stick to that and you know and that's perfectly fine, but. There has even been some friends of mine that before they used to be very bad, like I don't want to say bad. Um, they're very harsh criticisms about Cole and, 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 you know, they use the jokes about him, you know, oh man, if I need to go to sleep, you know, I'll just play his album. But um, even, even they've said that they, this album, like, yeah, they're like, yeah, you know what? Like, <laughs> like we can't lie. <laughs> he was spitting, spitting on this shit. <laughs> you can't, you really can't. You really can't joke on it, like it, if you in a serious manner, uh, you know, with this album. But I will say, if anybody, I, it's a shot in the dark. Just, 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 I put it out there. If anybody that happens to have any connections, anybody in Dreamville or Cole, can somebody please tell this guy to put Friday Night Lights on Dan streaming platforms already? Like, and I know they're probably, I feel like there's probably some other shit, you know, that that's the reason why it's not out there, uh, polit- music, politics, and whatever. But please, that album needs, to, that, that, that mixtape just, that needs to be on streaming platforms. I'm tired of having to go to um, SoundCloud. <laughs> and, A lot and, of mixtapes for that piff. Right, 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 right. And that, right, that piff too. 
even though I can't find it on that piff. I tried one time, couldn't find it. It's but, still on live mixtapes though. Like a, a lot of folks on old mixtapes oh, yeah. still on live mixtapes though. That has yeah. been it's been clutch for me so far. Until yeah. the you know the mixtapes hit streaming, of course. Right, right, right. Because you know once. I don't know. Maybe it's a master's type of thing and, and that has to do with all that mess. But I would love for that to be on there. Um, but And I remain hopeful. Keith Cole, Cole seems to be. I mean, listen, if Drake was able to get his, you know, his first mixtape, his his main big mixtape uh, on streaming platforms a couple of years ago, then, but then again, I know this is Drake. Drake could get away with everything. He He's like powerful as shit. But if he could be able to do it, like I, I remain hope. I just, I just remain hope that Friday Night Lights will be on there. But you know, like, we'll, we'll see what happens with that one day. But, uh, but it, you was mentioning how you know a lot of these artists, you know, at, at you know in the 2010s, you know, they were out and, and making music and stuff like that. And they're still making music now. But does it not feel like it's been how how many years has it been since um? Cole, not Cole, uh, Kendrick's last major album. I know Pippa Butterfly. I, I know he put out something untitled after that, um, which was like kind of like throwaway tracks or whatever the case may be. I don't, I don't know. Even though there's a couple of good ones on there, uh, but I feel like overall as a complete album, uh, was it Kendrick's last complete album was a Pippa Butterfly. No, it was down. That was like four oh, years down, ago. Down, down. Right, right, right. Yeah, it was four I, years gosh, ago. Gosh, I'm sorry. Down. Damn. And then, and then he had like the Black Panther soundtrack, but you know, yeah, I, I, that, but that really wasn't count, an actual. So. Yeah, that's yeah, a, that's that doesn't count at all. But that was the dang, last day musically that. that he did, though. So damn, right? Damn. Like since it's very it's since then, man. You know, at this point, I know a lot of folks are like clamoring for a new Kendrick, and you know, I would like some new Kendrick music too. But I, I, like, I'm not even. It's not that I'm really worried about that. It's just like we don't really hear from him. We haven't heard from him at all. Like no. in these last three years, you know, he, no. you know, he did a Kobe tribute poem. poem. He did, um, you know, he he had a couple of commercials, you know. But as far as like music or an interview, nothing. Like he's been. No. Really silent, and that—that's that, yeah. the thing that's been staggering for me. Like, we don't even get no future verses, nothing. You know what I thought? You know, I just thought about like that must have show that. I guess for me, that goes to show how much of damn was. I guess it was an okay album to me. Like there were, you know, three or four bangers on there, and I know he then put out a a, a special edition one or whatever that yeah. the tracks was flipped. That it started from the last track and how really how it really supposed to have gone, yeah. but um, I don't know. I guess for me that was damn wasn't that much of a memorable album for me. Really? And, and yeah, I don't know. But I mean, that goes to show that it, it has lost my mind that he did. Like I, now that you mentioned, like I remember the album and, and and the songs on there, but it just didn't. I don't know. It just didn't stick out to me. I guess for me, Pimp a Butterfly for me was just. I, I, I could listen. I guess it's because I listened to that album straight through. I really yeah. didn't skip. I didn't skip any songs on there. On damn, yeah, I skipped. You know, a couple of. I guess that's why because I skipped a few songs on there, uh, and it just didn't grow. And I think over time, it just it didn't grow on me. It just didn't stick with me as I guess initially when it came out at first. Uh, but but like I said, Pepper Butterfly that. 
that album still, like I could play that album and, and still don't skip anything on there. So and I, I guess that's why, that, I guess that an album for me, the greatness of it, it, it depends on how, you know, how, how many songs, if I don't have to skip through it, chances are that um, like it's going to stick with my mind. And not unless, not unless there were some, like I said, I know there were some songs that, you know, I, I know he did the thing with um, Rihanna and, and, and you two on there, but to just to name, name a couple, but it, it's for me, it just didn't stick with me over time. And I can't, and I, and I really haven't played them in, in, in forever. Um, but I mean, it is what it is. And, but that doesn't take away from how I feel about Kendrick though. Like, <laughs> and I mean, I'll, I'll listen if Kendrick drops an album tonight. I am listening to that shit straight through. Like I, I'm hyped. For oh that. yeah, for sure, man. But uh, it, that, 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 that wouldn't like, that wouldn't even be out of the question, man. Like, if you still would drop, like we're, we're talking about how he's been so silent and all his peers are moving as well. Yeah. But he still drop at any given time. The world will stop. Oh yeah, definitely. Definitely. But it's funny. Oh, uh, now that I'm thinking about this and, and I don't know if you remember this and maybe it was about a few weeks ago. Do you, if you recall, I forgot somebody from, um, <laughs> Somebody from his label put out something like a, like a teaser video, or something like that, with a date on there, and I and I remember you had retweeted or commented on there, and man, you sounded so fucking sick. You like enough with the damn clues. Release the shit, damn it! <laughs> like release the damn music already. Stop playing up oh, the yeah. game. <laughs> Do you remember what the date was? <laughs> I can't uh, remember what the, the date, date was. The, the date was um. It was it was two weeks ago actually. <laughs> it was um it was May the seventh, and nothing came out from TDE. No, I, it was it was no it was um I say Rashad and Duke Deuce uh, lay with you. That was um because they're prepping for I say Rashad to come on this new okay album come out. okay, but <laughs> man I just remember <laughs> this passing by on, on my on my Twitter feed man like you were heated over this shit you like. <laughs> enough with, and like i can see you like i can visualize it in my mind like you're banging on a table enough with the bullshit just release the damn music if it's kendrick just go ahead and release it <laughs> like you were tired of the games man <laughs> yeah man because you know like top dog be on some bullshit when it comes to that like uh, I, I i you know I mean, there's like labels that try to like keep the the sanctity or whatever vision of like the artistic vision for like their artists or their music that's coming out and right, you know making right. people wait which is nothing wrong with making fans wait it's just stop doing dumb shit while you're making them wait right right, right. Like, you know just just let us know straight up who's dropping who's coming out and let us prep for the single like we don't don't get us hyped up for a TDE release from an artist where in real reality, straight up reality, like only folks that people care about at this very moment, Kendrick, SZA, uh, Schoolboy Q, J-Rock, and Sir. You know, I say Rashad also, you know, has a strong following. You know, I'm a big fan of his music as well. 
But, you know, he's still like on more of like, you know, a different, you know, lane from those guys. No one gives a fuck about Lance Skywalker or, <laughs> or you know, <laughs> or, or, any, or anyone else coming out with release. Like, why, why are you teasing us with shit? Like, let us know straight up who's coming out. Because right, right. other than like, you know, I say it's just like Schoolboy Q has been doing features, you know, within the past few months now. But we don't mm-hmm. know if he's dropping anything himself. Right, you know, but right. at the very least, he's doing features. You know, Ab Souls here and there, but you know, he, he he lost a lot of his spark. You know, so you know, like and, you know, the music hasn't really been hit like that. J Rock's been awesome. He had, you know, he still puts off some good features here and there, but we don't know what's going on. Like, don't like we don't know exactly or if there's plans for a new project. Or a new single from any of these artists now. I mean, I think we're getting something from SZA. I think, but I'm not too sure. You know, and her singles were good, but I don't know if we're going to get an album from her or not. You know, yeah. that, that, you know so oh, I don't know. It just it's just be some some bullshit here with uh, the TV. Like I, 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 it's just like like dog. Oh, like come on. Like, I think they're, they're, why 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 even try with the mystery? I, like, I we know these niggas already. I think verbatim what your tweet had said. Well, now that I remember it more, he was like either dissolve or or do something. Like like I think that's what you had said too. You was like either like are y'all gonna like either y'all gonna do something or just dissolve? Because after all these years, like like you was just just saying like they were, it's like all these bits and pieces and shit and. And it's just like, come on, man. It's like enough. Of, yeah. Enough of the, the breadcrumbs. Give us the whole damn loaf already. All right. No, <laughs> hold the dead. All right. <laughs> like, like, dog, it's, it's been four years, man. Like, yeah. Like, that, that's enough time to wait for like another album from, from Kendrick. But at the very least, give us some damn features. You know, give yeah. us a Lucy here or there. You know, yeah. you know right. do, do something. Like, just be in the public eye and say something. Like, man, like we, we don't know what the fuck's going on sometimes, man. You know, like you know what? We just like we, we we just I just I just want my favorite artists being active while they're prepping for other stuff. You know, be active in other areas. You know, speaking visibly of, too, which will speak, which will really help. Speak speaking of of of, of uh, favorite artists and stuff being active in other areas. Uh, not not to go back to J Cole, but uh. What do you think of his basketball? Oh game, shit, man! man. <laughs> <laughs> hey, yo, he, he's he's looking to be like the defensive player of the year already. Um, <laughs> like, you know, for, for um, you know, for for those who didn't know um already, uh, J Cole, I think he signed for a five to six game contract with um uh, a Nigerian team uh, in for uh, the NBA's African League. And he made his debut over the weekend, and he wasn't bad. Like he, literally, he, he was not bad at all. Uh, I mean, he only had like what like two points, three rebounds, two assists. But yeah, three, three I points, saw him rebounds, on the floor. It's like it's like in seventeen minutes. But I saw him on the floor. I mean, he could move his feet. He, he, he was he was some um, really good. <laughs> did, did you did you did you see his last game? The one that was like from today. Uh, did you no, see? But I heard he got, I saw uh, he got a block though. I saw uh, the video of him he, getting a block. He got a block, but bro, I got let you know. 
he should not be chucking threes anymore. He shot two threes, and both of them were. Oh, Lord. They were. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah one was just straight off the backboard, like just missed the rim by like three, four feet. Um, and the other one was oh, in there. Man. Yeah, oh. yeah. And I think he only played 15 minutes, but um, but yeah, it just it wasn't good. It wasn't good. He was looking like me, how I was playing over the weekend. I I listen, listen, I don't have the height, I don't have the skill. I didn't I never acquired uh the the talents from my father. But yeah, yeah. I, I and, and I never claimed to be good at basketball anyway. <laughs> but yeah. uh I mean yeah, Cole was kind of looking like how I was playing the other day on Sunday. No hey man, hey, listen, man. First and foremost, man, just salute to him. Yes, or you know, even getting it like the, the he's living out his dream, man. Like, right, right. Like he, you know, he 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 is a bill, you know, a billboard, billboard, you know, chart topping rapper who sold out multiple venues across the country mm-hmm. in Madison Square Garden, platinum yep. with no features, as you That's know, it. the cold delegation would say. Right, and and now he's he's. Like he's like he's doing what Master P did, man. Like he's playing basketball, but now P able to play NBA preseason basketball. Now that is a level above the basketball African League right now. But it's still something dope because you know he's still playing up against professional basketball players that are also uh, trying to fight for a look with the NBA. And, yeah. you know, prospects, you know, prospects, you know, living in the continent that are looking, you know, to make a name for themselves. Some of them players look kind of good. Yeah. Other times, this just looked like a glorified Sunday league. And, yeah, man, <laughs> it's just hard to watch. It really is. Yeah. <laughs> and, 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 you know, I only watch bits and pieces of it, you know, too, but it's just, man, it's like, I, I cannot. I'm not mad at Cole. I'm not mad at Cole for him doing what he's doing because, like you said, it's it's he's living out his dream. Which I, one day I really have to go through the rabbit hole and figure out what is this synergy between basketball players and rappers and rappers want to be basketball. Like it's it's always I always found it fascinating. And I guess and I'm pretty sure there really is no need to go through a rabbit hole. And maybe it's just as obvious and clear as day. Um, because of yeah. hey, you know, you know, <laughs> hip hop is yeah, the, yeah, the music yeah. of the, of the urban community, opposite, basketball, opposite the yeah. right, right, right. So I mean, <laughs> I'm pretty sure there really isn't that much of a big research that needs to be done. But it's just, <laughs> I just always laugh how many how many athletes want to be rappers and vice versa. But kudos to him, man. I mean, granted, it's not like there's no basketball players that haven't turned out to be good rappers. Like I know everybody want to mention Shaq, and he held his own yeah. with the Food Snickers. We know that. Um, it, Dame Dame Dow, hey man, Dame Dame is he does his own shit, you know. Hey man, Marcus I, he, Smart man, he rolling too, and Miles Bridges. I have not and listened Russell to Ball. <laughs> I haven't listened to any of those, man. I mean, it can't be any worse than Kobe rapping. No, no, it's it's not. You know, R.I.P. to the King, but yeah, uh, they're they're not. They're all actually, they're all good. Like all of them are good. Like that's yeah. that's that's the thing. Like the new generation basketball rapper now. Or they all make decent music <laughs> because they have more access to producers and rapper friends. They're already in the scene, so so the so the so the tracks themselves are going to be solid. You yeah, know, just even make, just verses from them aren't all that great. You're going to get a good feature first and a good beat. Right. 
just make sure LeBron ain't ain't the A and R. Oh That's yeah, right. yeah, no. <laughs> oh, God, no. <laughs> just make sure he's not the A and R. Bron, we love you, bro. Hey, but <laughs> we hope you win tonight. But uh, <laughs> don't be an A and R no more, man. But it's fun. But it's funny you mentioned Kobe, man. Um, you know, with the Hall of Fame that just happened over the weekend. Uh, that was a, it. Was a great great speech by Vanessa. Um, yeah. it, it's. Um, I cannot imagine, you know, this, the whirlwind of, of just life in general in the past, um, year plus, um, since Kobe's passing and, um, yeah, man. you know, and it's always dope and you know what, and it's dope to see Jordan there and, and, you know, you never really knew before really Jordan spoke a lot of publicly about it. And, um, you know, you never really thought about you know, how much of a close relationship him and Kobe had. And, you know, because a lot of times we get caught up in debates and stuff like that because everybody loves a good debate, especially basketball, as far as who's the greatest and all that other mess. But, you know, you never really know, like, the the actual real-life relationship these players have with, um, whether it be legends or or other players in the past and stuff like that and i always felt like that was it, it made the the most perfect sense because i mean mm-hmm. it, you know everybody always pointed out and, and and talked about how how so much of kobe's mannerisms were you know emulated jordan and stuff like that and to a certain extent some people thought it was annoying and certain people thought it was you know great um i admit i was in the the, the crowd that felt like it was annoying that he was trying too hard but as time went on and I found out more about their dynamic relationship or friendship, um, like it made even more sense. And, and and I wind up growing a different level of appreciation for Kobe, the, the athlete and, and just the overall type of player that he was and, and what he demanded out of his players. And, you know, it's, it was just a great side. Um, I don't recall, Jordan crying this, you know, um, this time as he did in that um, tribute um, shortly after Kobe died. Um, but it's uh, so much love and kudos to, to Vanessa Bryant because I, you can tell, man, um, yeah, just man. everything that she says and everything that's like that was that was her world, that was her heart, and especially with you know losing her daughter too, like that, that just that yeah. double blow and. But, you know, it also, you know, the other daughters, you know, they're doing great. One of them is now a model now. Um, yeah. And she's, she's doing great things. So, like, they, they got so much support from the NBA fam, and not even just from the NBA family, but from other people from other walks of entertainment and sports, uh, because he was that much of an influence on, on their careers and their lives in various ways and it's it's a beautiful sight to see um it's not like kobe didn't get his flowers before he passed away but um it's just a shame that he just wasn't alive for for this because it it would have been an interesting like induction speech like it really would have been interesting and it sucks that we were robbed of that it just sucks that we were robbed of, of him in general and it's just, um, it ain't the same. It ain't the same, but, mm-hmm. you know, and 
dude is never his, his, his the spirit of Kobe is never never going to leave the NBA no matter what. Um, is is always going to be there one way or another. Mm-hmm. So like that was it was great seeing that. Um, I really didn't watch the um, Kevin Garnett and um, Tim Duncan speeches. Honestly, um, I saw like bits and pieces of it, and you know I'm happy that they get in. Like it's it's. Now, as I'm getting to that point, like we get into the age, man, where, you know, these these guys, like they, you know, we we I don't want to say idolized, but we, you know, we looked up to and we enjoyed watching them and either getting pissed at them because they kept on beating our teams or or, or you know, just being in straight up awe and amazement of what they did on the court in the playoffs and finals and stuff like that. And to see these guys in the Hall of Fame is kind of surreal. It's like, wow. Like, I remember, like, we remember when these guys just came into the league. You know, it's, yeah, not, like with, it's not like like with Jordan, you know, like, most of us wasn't a lot. Like, we wasn't alive when Jordan came into the league. You know, and our earliest, you know, our memory of Jordan, like, he was already in his prime for, for the most part. You know, so we never really got to enjoy or, or witness, you know, coming into league and then their gradual rise up the ranks in the league and to the peak and then and achieving all the greatnesses that great stuff that they they've achieved. The Kobe is like you, we all remember that. Like <laughs> we all remember when he was drafted and how that draft night. We remember the, his winning the, the slam dunk competition um, and and famously Brandy being in the state, being in the crowd, whatever cheering them on, whatever little thing that they had back then when they were both young, you know? So, it, yeah. and just seeing just, and then leading into the, the dynasty, the Lakers, three P with, 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 uh, with Shaq and, um, and, and on and on. Um, and even with Tim Duncan, you know, him coming to the league. Like, I mean, I remember watching him seeing Wake Forest. Uh, you know, I remember seeing him and, and going with San Antonio and then being with, with uh, David Robinson and, and, I mean, I remember specifically my father was pissed off at the 99 finals because that's the last time the Knicks was really ever that great, great. But I'll save that for another story. And he's and I know he's going to listen to this and be like, oh, man, why you got to bring that up? But <laughs> listen, y'all would have won if Ewing was healthy. I will say that. But, uh, you know, to see that and, and then Garnett and everything, what he's done with, you know, coming into league and then out of high school and then with the Timberwolves and, and, and the Celtics and, and that stuff. So. It, it's 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 great watching these guys, you know, and we could actually say like, yeah, we remember seeing them coming right into league, and 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 getting to this point right now. So it, it's it's great and it's amazing to see them getting their flowers and their recognition, um, right now. And and I, I as a basketball fan overall, how could you not, how how could you not look at that and smile, you know, enjoyment? And then, you know. Years later, you know, you know, if we ever have kids and stuff like that, like we could tell them like, yo, like, you know, if they ever hear, if they ever ask who Tim Duncan is or, or Kevin Garnett or, or or Kobe Bryant or whatever, like we can tell them like, yeah, well, I remember this, this, and this, you know, sounding like our parents did. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, it's, man. It, it's, it's a great feeling, man. It's a great feeling. Did you watch any of the Hall of Fame stuff? Uh, yeah, I, I watched uh, a good portion of the ceremony. Uh I, I managed, I was watching, you know, on and off. Like I was just checking the, the, the speeches and watching it a little bit on mute. 
but I I did see the I see Vanessa's speech for for Kobe, which was um really good, um uh, um you know very touching, and and just you know uh you know it is like it is very unfortunate that you know that we had had him tragically taken away from us, you know, and we never really got to see him, you know, give thanks to, you know, the, you know, to the game of basketball, you know, and really give out, you know, his, um, his curtain call, so to speak, um, you know, to his, for his career and, and, and be able to um, shout out, you know, the ones that got him to this point and, you know, be able to, you know, open up and express his, you know, his raw feelings about that. You know, mm-hmm. it's you know, it, you know, it's, it's it sucks that we won't, you know, that we won't ever get that, you know, moment. But um, but it's it's really, but yeah, it, like you said, like like what you said, man, it's really awesome. <laughs> it's it, pretty surreal, uh, seeing players that you know we grew up watching them come into the league, and and now being enshrined into the Hall of Fame. You know, at, at, you know, for one, we're we're, we're getting old, and <laughs> two, yeah. uh, it's 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 just it's really you know, it's dope. Like it's dope, like encapsulating that and seeing that. Yo, we followed these players' journey from the beginning all the way to the end, right? And, you know, and now you know with the current class coming in for twenty twenty one with you know Paul Pierce and and Chris Weber and Ben Wallace, you know, coming in like that. That's also another you know. You know, uh, snapshot into you know our nostalgia, and yeah. you know just watching them get their own flowers right. and, and get in this big moment because you know it's only a matter of time before eventually we'll see you know the class of LeBron and Dwayne Wade and Carmelo Anthony and Chris Paul. You know those names you know start you know get themselves going and being enshrined into the um, Pro Basketball Hall of Fame. Right, and, you know that's that's what really be the true signifier of us being like, yeah, man, we are really get up there at age. Right, <laughs> but now, but now I never was a Paul Pierce fan. I'm sorry, I know people that, like I me either. No, no I no, never, no, I, I never was well, a Paul other Pierce than that, fan. Other than that one year in Washington, man, I, I've never well, been. Well, of course, you that right, right. Paul Pierce guy. Yeah, yeah that I one never, year in Washington was what it was though. The first time I remember watching Paul Pierce is when he was at Kansas and. Not to not to go off track, but a little little story here. So living in New York, you know, me and my father, my father always had connections to basketball because basketball is his life. And we he knew the right people and stuff like that. So I remember this is I forgot what year it was. And I and it may may have been the last year Paul Pierce was with Kansas before he got drafted into the NBA. And every year they had the coaches versus cancer um tournament over at Madison Square Garden. And I forget, honestly, man, like I, I can't, for, I can't remember who Kansas had faced, but I remember Paul Pierce was playing and I don't know why, but even as a kid, and I had it probably been like about seven or eight years old, something like that. And I don't know, like, I never liked it. Like I, something about <laughs> it, even then as crazy as it sound, like even then I just, something about him just annoyed me. Like, and I, like, it's, it, I don't know. It's just something about him just annoyed me. But then seeing him in Boston and, you know, I I, I go against anything Boston related anyway. But yeah. 
you know, seeing them the Celtics, and and I remember those days with him and, and Antoine Walker. Um, you know, they killed. I remember. I still remember that one series against the Nets where they came back. Like they were like down. I forgot how many points, and they came back and beat the Nets in the playoffs or something like that. But I, I mean, I it's already enough. I couldn't stand the Celtics. Then he goes, and I can't stand that guy. Then he goes to the Celtics. I'm like, oh gosh, I can't really stand him. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, but it, it's, yeah, I just never was a big fan of Paul Pierce, but then and, as years went by and then I felt like he kind of like, I always felt like he was a LeBron hater because the fact that they, they Miami, he beat, beat the Celtics at their own game. out this yeah. is my, my personal feeling with that. But Paul Pierce never been a fan of Chris Weber. I mean, thank you, Chris Weber for only one reason and one reason only for calling that false timeout. Thank you, Chris Weber for that. Because if it wasn't for that, I don't think my Tar Heels would have won that game. But thank you for that, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> ben Wallace, um, Ben Wallace, uh, I remember Ben Wallace for so many reasons. But the one reason that I always remember him was, you know, just that big ass fro, bro. Like, I just, I don't know. Like, for me, I was just always fascinated by it. But, but he was such a fucking beast in the paint that I really felt like, like, dog. I feel like if I piss him off, like he would really tear, like he would tear me up, like he would kill me. Like oh, he yeah, was just, so, he was just so damn ferocious and so feisty in the paint, and it's just like man. And then I, re- and then also, I re- and then when he was like on the, um, I gosh, I can't remember one of the old NBA two K games when ESPN was still doing them, and <laughs> and I remember him on the cover. Of he that. was a cover man. Yeah, he was a cover yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, right. And I mean, I I always liked that. I I liked how he played. Like he wasn't, to me, he wasn't flashy or anything like that. But he got the job done. But for me, I he just I just I don't know. Like these, I, like I was kind of like afraid of the dude. Like man, like I'd be mad to piss him off. But then finding out, moving down here in Virginia, and knowing that where he yeah. went to college at, yeah, I was like, yeah, oh, yeah, shit. Right. And him having the tournament, and then years later, knowing he had his little tournament and stuff like that. I'm like, God damn, like I didn't even know that. Like that is yeah. that's dope. Yeah. Let me um let me tell you about that. Um I went to one of um his uh summer tournaments back when he was still like right at his peak with Detroit, um uh-huh. like in 2005, 2006. Uh and you know, I went there, I saw him play, and you know, he was just, you know, giving folks a whopping man. Like he is just a huge individual. And which is funny because, you know, he was seen as an undersized center. At six nine, yeah. Right. But but like looking at him, then like he was a mountain of a man. And right. I remember getting my basketball and shirt signed by him <laughs> when I was there. One of the, um, one of those tournaments, and yeah, he's 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 pretty much Richmond is practically his second home. Um, you know, you know, he because he had the yearly tournaments. Um, and you know, he's also Virginia Union alum. And you know, and, and Charles Oakley, Charles Oakley vouched for him. So, you know, and right. he, he right. too was also a union alum and yep. they pretty much played the exact same way. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, and it, you know, and as, you know, history can attest, they were extremely physical in the same way too. Uh, right. Right. You know, but, uh, but yeah, he was the anchor of those Pistons teams um, defensively. And, you know, he was a multiple time defensive player of the year. And you know he's NBA champion as well. Uh, like he just has deserved all the accolades 
of he being does. a um, Hall of Famer. Like he does without question. You know, and you know, and, and you know, if it wasn't for my Wizards, you know, you know, giving him away to Orlando, you know, who knows where he would have been. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to also add. Uh, I would, I would feel like it would be a lost opportunity to say shout out to my man Dre. He is a diehard Pistons fan, and he will not hesitate to remind you who the P- Pistons beat in 2003 in the NBA Finals. Just want to throw that out there. But anyway, 2004. 2004. 2004? 2004. Yes. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. He will always remind people who the hell they, they beat in the Finals. Oh, yeah. And this funny story behind it. it was I remember it was years ago. We went to a Buffalo Wild Wings over here in Broad Street in West End. And there was a game. We was watching a game. I think it was like a Lakers game, whatever. Dude, the, wait, the, the waiter uh, was a Lakers fan. And yeah, like <laughs> he just had to bring back. it up, right? He, they, yeah, of course he had to bring it up, yelling Detroit basketball, like all the time, all the time. <laughs> I'm sorry, I didn't mean to ramble off, but it just, it just sparked my memory. So shout out to my man Dre, man. But, um, but yeah, it, it, it's it's funny you mentioned Oakley, man. I don't know, like I feel like is it just me and you know the city more than I have, more than I do. Like, did, did Oakley ever really come back and do a lot of stuff over here locally? I mean, since he went to New York? I honestly can't remember if he did. Um, because he, uh, because even though he recommended Ben to go to Virginia Union, for one. But I don't remember him coming back around. That's more of a story. That's actually more of a question for like my dad because if anything, he follows everything Richmond, especially when it comes to their colleges with uh state, with Union, with VCU. He will probably know a story of a story, and I could ask him about that. But you know, but Oakley, like he never said anything bad about the city. I'm pretty sure he has been coming around. You know, um, I think he actually has a a home around here. I'm up, up in Virginia. I think he does have a home, so he's been around there. I think he okay. still be around there. Other aside from you know being in New York from time to time, I think he actually does have a home in um in Virginia too. Um, okay. So yeah, so you know Oak, Oak's been around. Oak, Oak's been around, but I you know you know me, I I haven't seen him, but I'm pretty gotcha. sure he's been around in Virginia. Gotcha. Okay. I mean, I was just only curious, you know, because like I said, Ben Wallace. You know, I always hear about Ben Wallace, and you know him being around here locally and stuff like that with his camps and stuff. But, you know, I just like, man, like I, now that I think about it, like, I can't remember if Oakley, but, um, but fast forward though, you know, but to today, these games, man, um, I know we touched on it earlier in the beginning when you had met, we had mentioned the wizards and, and Celtics game. And honestly, I don't know what else really needs to be said about that game. Other than y'all guys yeah. just got to get the job done tomorrow. Um, which like I said, I wholeheartedly believe you guys will. Um, I feel like Russ will be fine for whatever reason. Just wasn't it? Probably just one of those games. Um, it was probably, other, it probably was one of those games. Right, right, right. Now the other game that happened yesterday, Charlotte and Indiana. I didn't watch that game. Um, I've heard about it, but I didn't really watch it. Um, I'm assuming you watched it. Yeah, I did. So felt like I wasted my time watching it, but really, yeah, it, it was, it was, it was. Charlotte lied to us, man. Like <laughs> it was, it was just a horrible night for them. And you know, there's, there's a lot of ways I can look at that. Um, you know, again, like yeah, we were really impressed with how their season went. Um, 
with LaMelo Ball coming to his own, you know, with his rookie um, season, might be the rookie of the year this year. You know, not too sure. You know, it's still, you know, between him or Anthony Edwards. Um, but he's, he, he's like, he's really put on a highlight reel of us, you know, season with this team. You know, they, they're, they have some great shooters or a really good gunner in um, Terry Rozier, who's had a marvelous season. You know, Devontae Graham came back into form after starting off horribly um, this year. And then P.J. Washington and Miles Bridges, man, like they, they've been a really good, really fun front court to watch. The games has just always been exciting um, with Charlotte, you know, especially just listening to the broadcast and, <laughs> and, and just watching the comment, listen to the commentators just go crazy. You know, right. uh, but but um, but yeah, uh, their inexperience and their youth definitely showed in the uh, in the game against Indiana because they got ripped apart right from the start, mm-hmm. and they couldn't recover. Uh, and, you know, it makes me wonder that you know how big um, that Gord A. Hayward injury was because I think he would would have been a common presence. A person, you know, who's been there before, you know, who's seen it playing with Utah and then later on Boston. And, you know, he has that veteran, you know, playoff acumen that could, like, you know, calm the young guys down, get them, you know, in their situation and, you know, have them play. You know, at least it made it a more competitive game. You know, uh, I was just really shocked at how Indiana, you know, just rolled through them, you know, with ease, especially considering that, they didn't have a lot of their talent with them. No, uh, no. You know, you know, Karis LeVert is stuck, you know, you know, with um, health and safety protocols. Miles Turner has been injured uh, with, the, with the toe injury with them for the um, last month or so. And, you know, and TJ Warren, he, his season ended, you know, with um, a foot injury as well. So, and they're also were in shambles over the last week or so with, you know, the constant state of panic between their coaching staff and their current head coach, um, Nate Brorkin. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, he yeah, might not be lasting long. Who knows? But it, they seem to pull it together within the last week or so. And and I'm just, like, thoroughly impressed with, you know, how Doug McDermott has been, like, one of their, <laughs> you know, top scorers <laughs> um, as, at this current stretch run. And – uh, I'm like I don't know, man. They just they just kind of have it together right now, and Washington just that was just a horrible performance. Like it was just a bad game all around, and it's looking for looking like a bad matchup going into um, Thursday because the you know, Indy has some huge momentum going into this game. They do, but you know, e- either one. <laughs> sad for me to say, but. Uh... Either one, they they're not they're not going to last long. They're not going to last long in the playoffs. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah. We know that already. Like, yeah. You know, so I'm, I'm just wondering how much longer Bill is going to last with his hamstring. Yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know. It's the worst time. The timing is the worst for that. Yeah, because hamstring injuries are so finicky and so tricky. It's like how I feel like with yeah. the Nets, you know, with, with Harden, when you know him being. But his with the hamstring issues that he was having um towards the end of the season, like that's it's one of those things that from from everything that I have known about like how it is like within sports athletes, how how important the hamstring muscle is, 
And it's just, it just could creep up on you anytime. Like you could be fine, but then it could just come right back out of nowhere. And then once it does, it's like, you can't, you can't mess that up because that's an important, that's a vital, <laughs> that's a vital muscle. You need yeah, that. Yeah, man. And, and it's yeah, just, it's, um, it's, it's something to look for. For the Nets, it's something to look out for. Like, I, I believe they're, they're healthy, but it's just, they just, I don't know, it's just at numerous points of the season that they were just, the injuries just came out of nowhere. And it's just, it's just one of those things to look out for. That's all I can say. I'm not saying that these injuries are going to come back or haunt them or whatever like that. I want I want the Nets to be fully healthy because I I, I want them to be at their peak. I want them to, to do whatever it is that they got to do. If, if they get beaten, I want them to be beaten at their most healthiest so there is leaves little room for any excuses. Uh, yeah. You know, and, and that's for, and honestly, that's for all teams. That's that's going to be in the playoffs. Like, be I, I hope that they're at their healthiest as far as the guys that's available at this moment, and and that it, you know, these teams lose at least to say that hey, you know what, they beat them, they beat them fair and square and whatnot. But you know, I know a lot of times that's asking for a lot. Stuff happens, but yeah, but yeah, but that's you know, I can see. It's just one of those things to look out for, but um, I mean, like I said, I still have confidence in you guys beating the Pacers. Um, but after that, it's like, ah, nah, nah, not not so good luck. DC is just gonna have to take the L with that one. You know? Yeah, man. By the time for the time listeners um get to this, you know, we, we will probably be out the playoffs. Right, right. Scott Brooks will be fired, and you know who who knows who we will do with uh with Bradley Bill's situation. But I feel like he's gonna be staying. But it's just about time, you know, we buckle it, buckle down and try to go for the playoffs for mm-hmm. real um, next season. And if that means cutting bait with some of our young guys just so we could get a certified, you know, star player with their team, you know, just in case we have another issue like this with Beal and Russ, you know, breaking down towards the end, you know, we will have that. And we will have someone going into the playoffs because, you know, now, you know, with this whole playing format – I think you know teams have to get deeper uh, with the now with just you know experienced you know high level talent, which is you know not that scarce, but you know they, 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 there's not that many guys that are around that you know can really just elevate a team from one place to the next. But at this moment, I feel you know now, you know the, you know we're, there's going to be more playable basketball guys with high IQs coming into these teams now, especially when they know they got a shot of going into the playoffs and winning a title because it's still looking wide open despite, you know, Los Angeles still, you know, might be the favorite if they make it through. Yeah. I mean, but then again, this is also contingent on if they actually continue on with these playing games, because honestly me, I'm not a fan of it because it's like, it just, and I had put out a, a similar situation to a couple of people yesterday. I'm like, all right, what if you're a seven seed and you are like four games above, you know, the, the 10th seed? You mean to tell me like, I mean, I know as a seven seed, like you should be gate, you should get the job done first game and not leave the chance for you to play in that second one. But it's just like, what if it is, it's going to, if they was to continue this, it's going to come down to a situation where, and I feel like that's where a lot of also where the anger like LeBron was coming from is like, 
You mean to tell me that we bust at like we do all this stuff to get to the seed, and then we may not make the playoffs because of some playoff like playing game? Because anything can happen. Yeah. Those playing games is equivalent to a game seven. You know, anything yeah. can happen in a game seven. And somebody gets injured or something like that. Like it's it's I can understand and, and I think we touched on it in a previous episode. Like we gotta we understand the, the you know the pros and cons of it, but me personally, I'm just like, yo, just just let this be the last year that we do this. And I understand because we're still in some weird conditions now, you know, still dealing with the COVID and 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 I and, I, and this stuff was already determined that they already said it was gonna do that this year. But going forward, ah, uh, we could do without the playing. Like, I, and I get it. I know, and, and I'm pretty sure the NBA loves it because that is an extra day, extra however amount of days of revenue and money. Because money will always be the driving factor above anything else. And I, but me personally, I'm just like, nah, we don't need it. After this season, we're good. Just go, just a regular one eight season. That's it. Simple as that. Because oh, you, you, well, you kind of well, work with fire know. there. Well, I mean, you know, again, this is clearly for, you know, added revenue and extra money for the league as opposed to, you know, uh, you know, the competition. But again, this is actually, this is making the regular season more interesting, though. Like, I've been enjoying, like, the closing stretch of games, you know, within the last couple of weeks because teams were trying to get into that test spot. Or you know, get away from the the seventh seed to take the sixth seed and stay in the playoffs. You know, so I mean, I like the competition of it all. Uh, but yeah, but we know the reality of it is that this is just more money with more yeah. games. You know, <laughs> and uh, but you know, it, you know, it, it's trying to also kill off any controversy or you know, or teams that were like maybe a game or two from you know. That that one playoff spot are they are tied up in standings, but because you know there's like a better head to head that that team's going to get into playoffs. So I guess they were trying to cut away from that, but you know, just I, I mean there there's just some teams that are pretty much they're ninth, tenth, eleventh for a reason, <laughs> and it shows in the play in. You know what I mean? Yeah, but yeah. you know, there's also the also the chance that teams get started late, like the Wizards. They they got hot late, you know, started off awful, and end up closing the season seventeen to six. So and end up getting you know the eighth seed, you know. So I'm like, there there you know there's it's just an opportunity for the teams that had expectations going into the season to find their form midway through if they start slow and get a chance to get into the um, the playing games because you never know like you said like one game you know anything can happen could coin flip and you know if they win that one game they can start catching fire that's it that's it but speaking of playing games and one that's happening tonight as well the day of this recording um the 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 most anticipated one i feel like is lakers and warriors um mm-hmm. I, and I feel like, I, and I've said it before, I feel like the Lakers are going to win. I expect, actually, to be honest with you, I expect a triple-double from LeBron. I expect a mm. triple-double. I'm predicting that. I say like, but, but there's not going to be no like, no crazy gaudy stat or anything like that. Just like, you know, just the bare minimum triple-double for him. Like, you know. I, I see 18, a 30-point triple-double. 
You see a thirty point? I can see a thirty point. I can see a thirty point game. It's against the Warriors, man. It's against oh. the Warriors. I feel like LeBron's motivated to play against the Warriors, no matter what. But uh, I think he's also. I don't know. I feel like he may take it easy still. Like he's going to go hard, but he's not going to go hard, hard. So that's why I'm saying, like, uh, you know, I can see a 18, 11, and 10 mm-hmm. type of game from him. Like he does, like he's, and he's still staying efficient from the field. Um, yeah. But because, it, it, but it, it also depends on how, how the game is, like how the flow of the game and whatever's needed. But it's still, uh, it's still going to be 80. 80 is going to be the main guy, he's going to be the main scorer. And I kind of, and I think I had mentioned it before we had started started this. Um, uh, and I had mentioned that the X factor of the Lakers is going to be Schroeder. Schroeder is an X factor because yeah. that's they 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 play better when he's when he's playing good. They play good. Like yeah. that doesn't mean that they can't still win if he doesn't have a good game, but. He is he is a vital point, a vital part of their of the, the makeup of the team on both ends. And also, speaking of one, well, one end, the defense. Shout out to them being the top defensive team in the league. Yeah, Frank man. Vogel, Frank Vogel does it again, man. Hey, there, do, there's, he's a he's a good coach. There are certain coaches, defensive coaches, that succeed so much and. Defense, my father always taught me, defense wins games. Defense wins games. And the playoffs is even more vital. Defense wins games. Because when you got a coach like Vogel or a Tom Thibodeau, you know, or uh, or even if you really want to think about it, like even like the Nate McMillans too, like mm-hmm. those guys, the defensive minded ones, like you can't, more than likely you're not going to go, you're not going to go wrong. But success is going to come with that. And we've seen it. We've seen it with these coaches that defense is the like gotta win. You, you can't win without that at all. And so shout out to Frank Vogel doing his regular defensive stuff again. And that's the reason why I cannot count the Lakers out in anything in this playoffs. Because, you know, everybody wanna talk all shit about them, but they still the champions. They still the champions until somebody kicks them out. So and I'm not dumb enough to bet money against LeBron in the playoffs. Nah. Mm-mm. After 17, 18 years, I wouldn't would. bet against him. I wouldn't dare. But still. But like I said, I feel like during that game, that's going to that's who's going to wind up winning. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, do you do you agree? Do you think they like that's was? I feel like subsequently is going to be Golden State and, and Lakers in the playoffs of seven and eight anyway. But I mean, do you look at it the same way? Yeah, I, I still I still have the Warriors uh, getting one of the two playoff spots along with the Lakers. Uh, okay. As much as much respect, you know, it, all due respect to San Antonio Spurs and Memphis Grizzlies. Nah, they they they. I mean, uh, as far as like depending on the matchup, the game. Uh, as far as that goes, like I I just don't see them beating LeBron James and Steph mm-hmm. Curry in a one game situation. Let mm-hmm. alone those two facing each other and beating themselves, um, right? Yeah, you know, but you know the the, the Grizzlies. Uh, I, I really want to see Jaw in the playoffs. Like everyone wants to see Jaw Moran in the playoffs. He he, you know he. This is his second <laughs> second year being stuck in this playing situation where he had an opportunity 
and the team had an opportunity to get into the playoffs. And they let it slip away from them late. And now, you know, they're going to be on the outside looking in. And it might look like that again, um, depending on the end of the week. But, you know, I, it's still, for me, it's just going to be Lakers and Warriors. They're, there's two, they're the two better teams of the whole, of the whole four set that we have here. And, um, depending on who they face, face off with, um, I could still see those series going either way. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're going to be great. Like <laughs> this, this playoffs, like there is many, there's many great series to look forward to in this playoffs. And, and it, it's definitely going to be one of those, it's going to be one of the better ones I feel like in the past few years, the better first rounds. Now I can't say that there's going to be upsets galore, um, but I feel like there's going to be a lot of close games that's going to come down to like a possession or two um, late in the fourth, uh, maybe a couple of buzzer beaters in there, but I don't think it's going to be a lot of blowouts. Like the blowout games, the blowout series I predict is more whoever the Nets face. Um, and then whoever I think Philadelphia, because Philadelphia plays the other, they played the, a um, seventh seed, right? I forgot who else. I like uh, no, Philadelphia is playing the winner of the Wizards Pacers game. The the Nets are playing the um the Celtics. Okay, so the winner, yeah. So those two series are going to be blowouts, first round. That, that's just how I feel. Either ends in four and five. It's not going yeah. further than that. The real interesting game for the East. The real interesting games come in the second round. That's what it comes down to. Like, uh, that's just how I feel. Like how the West. However, the exciting games are going to happen almost every round. <laughs> you can't there's no way around it <laughs> that's just how stacked and and crazy the west yeah. is uh and, and 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 we're not i'm not gonna we're not gonna go into predictions and stuff as right now um because more than likely by the time we do the next one the next episode um more like we'll still be in the middle of the first round or yeah. almost just ending uh, the first uh, round. Well, a few games left in the first round more right likely. right right so you know we can save the predictions for those for the next episode Shut out the doctors, right? Um, so, you know, that that's well, – we're going to have to see what happens with that. Um, but another thing I wanted to, to touch about quickly, man, um, uh, not basketball, but want to touch on something that happened wrestling-related real quick. Um, backlash happened on Sunday, um, which was a decent pay-per-view, if you want to call it a pay-per-view these days. I don't know. You got Comcast. Yeah, yeah, work WWE event networks event. Yeah, network that's event. Right. Yeah, that's what. Yeah, that's what they call it. I believe. Yeah, um, that happened uh, Sunday. There was a few good matches in there. Overall, it was a decent show. Um, I, I I liked what I saw from a couple of matches. I am so happy that my boo Tamina finally she won the tag <laughs> titles. I've always been a fan of her since day one, uh, but I'm glad she won. I'm ecstatic, like like I actually won it. Um, but uh, <laughs> glad for 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 her to get that. Uh, I feel as if the the best match of the night was um, there's actually it was like a there's kind of like a tie. It was like a tie. Um, I did enjoy the the Raw Championship match um, with Braun and 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 Drew and. You know, and, and um, Bobby Lashley, uh, which is I'm so happy that they kept the title on Lashley. He deserves to still have the title. 
Um, it yeah. sucks that the Hurt Business was a sacrifice. Um, but I'm cool with him and MVP still being together. Um, MVP mm -hmm. as being a manager. Love it. Perfect role for him. And I, I I hope they keep that title on him for a while and not do some crazy dumb shit like be, like playing a hot potato type of thing. Um, the other match that I that I enjoyed was um, I actually enjoyed the tag the, the SmackDown tag match. Actually, my fault. Uh, the Myster yeah, the Myster yeah, 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 yeah. The SmackDown yeah, tag the match. The Mysterio against um, Dirty Dogs. It yes. was a great match. It was a good match. Right, very great match. Simple formula, like how they, you know, play the whole mystery. Like, will will Mysterio's son come? You know, will he be healthy enough to finish the, through the match and stuff like that? And you know, Mysterio playing the Ricky Morton <laughs> job. Uh, uh, and if anybody don't know, yeah, I can explain it later on. Yeah. Right, face and peril type thing. And I, I like how, like, he's the perfect. He's always the perfect. Ray Mysterio is always the perfect character to do it because of the fact that it's always the size mismatch and. And stuff like yeah. that. So, and and he just takes a lot of beatings, and it's just so believable. Um, so he played that down to the T. It was a great ending. First father and son, uh, smack. I mean, tag team champions. Um, they say SmackDown. I, I I can't recall if there's been any other ones in the past. Um, overall, in in within the history of the company. Um, but, but the other match also I did like I did like the uh, women's SmackDown match with Bianca and, and, and Bailey. Um, Bailey learned the hard way: you do not touch a black woman's hair, and then you get your ass whipped. <laughs> if she got to tell you once, then twice, you gonna get your ass whipped. Like that just goes without saying. So don't ever ever touch a black woman's hair. But um, but yeah, I, I thought that match was well good. And then also I felt that it was the perfect decision to still keep that belt on Roman. Um and I want to say special I want to say a certain thing about Roman in his in his title reign, but I I I want I want to get your opinion like what you felt about the matches that you saw and, and which ones you thought was the best one. So well um as far as uh uh the show goes. It was a good show. Um, it was decent. I I like. Uh, I really, really like the main event. Of course, was uh, between Roman and Cesaro. Uh, the women's match was the women's matches. Both uh, the triple threat and the SmackDown match between Bailey and Bianca were good. Uh, you know, but the you know for some reason, like for far as like the Raw's women's match go, uh, I, I'm not really digging Rhea Ripley's reign at this moment. Same here. Uh, yeah, um, like, I don't know whether it's like, you know, uh, finally getting up to the main stage of the roster and, you know, and trying to uh, live up to the pressure it is of being the Raw Women's Champion is, you know, such a short span of time or is the lack of crowds, you know, able to, you know, you know, uh, you know, power her through and, you know, help, you know, establish her run. Mm -hmm. But uh, she really hasn't been looking good in, in these matches with Asuka. Uh, and the triple threat was really largely carried by Charlotte all the way through. Uh, mm -hmm. And that really what made the match good to begin with. Um, but, yeah, Rhea so far, you know, is, is she has been, uh, you know, she, she's just, just having a rough go at it right now. And you know, one more titled events that is lackluster. You know, I, I you know I might have to call it quits with her for right now. You know, I really 
think that she's still a very good talent mm-hmm. and she's a, a great character, you know, but uh, I don't know, you know, it, she might not be ready for the moment right now, you know, like we thought we she would be, but, you know, it, or maybe the heel character is just not good um, at this moment for her because she, she was really over as a face. Like, you know, folks really liked her, you know, that look, you know, being this badass face coming around, you know, and beating up on people, you know, on folks and you know giving Shayna Baszler a run for her money. Now yeah. she's you know she's just she's just another person. She's just another guy, as they like to say. It feels like it, you know, at this moment, especially with her heel persona. It's just I don't know, it's just not hitting hitting correctly with me at this moment. I feel like they're hitting a lull with Becky not being there. Like it's yeah. You know yeah, Raw, Raw needs Becky more than SmackDown does. And you can just noticeably feel that void there. And that's nothing. It doesn't mean that Rhea isn't doing anything right or anything like that. Like, I, I've always digged her character and stuff like that. But, man, I will. The, the thing that you did point out, though, and to me, it's still such an eyesore. I cannot deal with this piped in crowd noise. Like, I'm playing 2K. Like, I'm playing WWE 2K <laughs> games. I can't stand it. I understand. Like I, I still am an advocate for making sure people are, you know, being safe with COVID and all this other stuff. But man, I am so sick and tired of the Thunderdome. I'm tired of it. I really am tired of it. And but my but at the same time, I feel as if, well, if other sports can put in put fans in arenas and, you know, socially distance. I still would rather have real fans in there than than whatever it is mess this Thunderdome stuff. I can't stand it, and I really feel like it's the product has been suffering a lot from it, especially when you have those matches where, like you said, with Rhea, where more than likely the crowd can the, the crowd enhances matches. Yeah, some this, some, this is, this some is more than others. You know, some some crowds. Some matches you don't you don't really necessarily need the crowd. Like the matches just mm-hmm. fire the way it is. But then there's just certain matches where the crowd just gives it that extra bit of push for you for as far as the enjoyment factor. Well, let's be real here. If you look at it from a historical standpoint, the one match I always like to use, Hogan versus The Rock in WrestleMania 18, right? Yeah. That match is not great unless like without that crowd. That crowd made the match. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the, the crowd really made that match for sure. The crowd made a match. Like there's just like I said, there's just certain matches where there's just the crowd just elevates everything and it just brings you that extra sense of enjoyment. Yeah, and it's not just with the matches either, man. It's just the no. entire shows in general. Right, because right, right. it's been it's been a chore to watch some of these shows, man. It really has it, been. Like it, I, it I, I don't think I've watched a consistent raw all the way through for weeks on end. Since since maybe last year, you See. know, I will still check the clips from you know you know and watch you know a show and follow what the storyline is going in, right? But man, it's just the TV is just hard to watch, you know. And you know, SmackDown's been good though. SmackDown's been good, like you know, the crowd the crowd. You know what? It's funny because like piped in crowd noise. Like I'm completely used to that on SmackDown. You know, because, you know, it's always been on tape delay for years on end. And now right, that they've right. been going on live just as recent, like the piping noise doesn't bother me as much while watching the episode of SmackDown as it would on Raw. And with NXT, 
they have their crowd. They have a crowd that come in, you know, being there uh, in uh, the CWC, as they, they'll call it. And, you know, the shows are still good, but I think they still use some pipe heat as well with the crowd noise. But yeah. it's, they, the shows are still good, you know, you know, and, you know, they, that that hasn't been much of a um, much of an issue. But, yeah, it's just like the whole pandemic in general, it kind of really affected, you know, how I follow professional wrestling um, lately. And, you know, in particular with WWE and their television is it's, it's really that I follow and watch only like the big events and the pay-per-views, you know, and, you know, I'll just catch whatever I can on YouTube. You know? Yeah. Yeah, it's been a struggle for me to constantly watch the WWE programming in general, though. Like, I mean, I at least live while it's while it's live on TV, it's um, it's a bit of a struggle. But that's also because of the fact that, like, this just I'm just doing so much stuff, and then there's other stuff going on. Is obviously now with playoffs going on um, in the NBA, and even for me, NHL too. Um, so, like, my attention is you know, so much, so all over the different place that I really don't have necessary time to watch stuff live. I would have to find some free time to, and, and just watch the bits and pieces of it, the, at least the ones that I feel like is, that I'm finding most interested in, you know, and then fill in, you know, then whatever to fill in the rest. But it, it's definitely been a struggle. And I guess that's why for me, like I, I, I had that extra sense of enjoyment for WrestleMania this year because of the crowd being there and stuff like that. Like, and it just, it just made everything feel, it just made everything right. Normal. And just, (laughs) it just was great. It just was great. But I know at some point it'll probably during the summertime, um, that they'll start to probably go back. I think from what I heard, they're going to go back to doing live events during the summer. So, We'll yeah. see how that turns out. I'm, I'm, pre- I'm pretty sure they're going to have a crowd for SummerSlam as well. Oh, I'm pretty sure. And, and SummerSlam, speaking of SummerSlam, I fully predict a Steph R- Seth Rollins versus Roman Reigns match for yeah. the SmackDown title. That seems to be the direction that they're going in. And I'm all for it, which is an interesting dynamic with this one because both of them are heels. But we all know the crowd loves a babyface Seth Rollins. They love yeah. it. They love it. And it's fresh because how many times have we seen a heel Roman in the baby face Seth Rollins? It's always been opposite. So yeah, yeah, and, you know, and, and both evolved their characters over the definitely, year. Definitely, you know, they're, they're not the, the the usual you know architect and you know um, big dog from the Shield days. These are mm-hmm. you know, now you know you got you know formerly you know the the Monday Night Messiah. Now you know. He yeah. is what who, 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 who he calls himself. He's, he is still the truth. He's still the Messiah in some ways. And then you got the tribal chief, the head of the yes. table, Roman Reigns. That two extreme egomaniacs now. Yeah, <laughs> and, yeah. Uh, and, uh, and now it 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 and now you got this a big clash of the titans. Whenever they do decide to have that match, um, which would more likely would be in the summer, and yeah, you will get a babyface Rollins again and. Uh, he probably he might likely be the guy that will take that title off of Roman. I because he can't think of anybody else but Seth now. Nope, at this it's point. not going to happen. It's not. See here, and, and here's why I feel like this is going to happen with Roman Reigns. He, people keep <laughs> saying Big E. I, I don't see it. Still. No, no, no. I, listen, right I, I, I can't tell you who is going to win. Wind up beating Roman Reigns for the title. I don't know that. I don't know who is going to do it. But if I'm the if I'm WWE. 
I make sure I keep Roman to I keep that title on him as long as possible. And I don't mind if it actually I don't mind if it goes to SummerSlam, but I feel like Royal Rumble next year could be the ideal time to do it. Um because I you know we always know Royal Rumble like WrestleMania season always brings out surprise and all this other mess. So I really feel like that would be the time, the appropriate time to, for him to lose the title, but I just don't know the who yet. But I also predict at some point the Usos are going to wind up getting the title from Mysterio and his son. And that thing, I feel like that, that could happen at SummerSlam, but it could happen before. But at some point, we are going mm-hmm. to have Roman Reigns as a title, as a champion, and the Usos as the tag champions. And yeah. at, at some point, it's bound to happen. And normally in these situations, when whatever two guys and one guy is like a slave to a champion or whatever, it normally mm-hmm. happens. There's always that dissension. And at some point, the Usos will wind up breaking away from Roman Reigns. I don't know when. It could happen towards the end of the year. It could happen at Royal Rumble. I don't know. It could happen to Survivor Series. Maybe they do a traditional Survivor Series match. The title's not on the line. They're on the same team. Some crazy shit happens. And then they all feud in with one another or whatever. And then a big blow up happens. But more importantly, I don't want Reigns losing that title unless you got a full sellout crowd for your pay-per-view. You do not let him lose that title because you got it. First of all, we haven't really had a, a, a sufficient amount of time where he's been champion with a crowd full of people. Like I, I, That's what I'm saying. Like That's my biggest thing about the piped in crowds. I mean, it's nice to have the little piped in booze, but no, I want to hear the real freaking booze because we all know what what booing Roman Reigns is capable of. We saw it firsthand a few years ago at the day after WrestleMania beating Undertaker and how he only had to say one little thing. Everybody booed him for five minutes. Then he said one thing and then he walks off. So we know he could get heat. He like we deserve that. The fans deserve that. And I feel like that that's the perfect scenario for him to lose that title. Like it has to be done in a stadium full of people. And me personally, I know you say SummerSlam, but now nah, it's going to have to go longer than that because they're going to have to plot it. They're going to have to play out this feud or this storyline between him and the Usos. And you can, you can stretch that out. You can stretch that out to, to January of next year. Cause I feel like January of next year would be a good time for them to actually start to, you know, make some changes, whatever. Because I don't believe it's going to be one of those type of things. Well, actually, let me let me retract here. He could lose the title at the Royal Rumble due to a distraction from his ever-so-famous cousin. Set up for a match at WrestleMania between them two. Just a regular one-on-one match. And, that, and that's it. Simple as that. I can see that happening. He loses the title. I don't coming back. It, it's, listen, I, I'm just talking about, we're, we're still talking about next April so we don't know. The Rock is very funny with his schedule, anyway. So mm-hmm. I don't know. And for a match for his own with his own family, I think he could do it. He, I think he would be like, ah, right, you know, just a one off, one night thing. But that's about it. And then also, wouldn't it be kind of a bit of continuity? I remember a few years ago when Reigns won the title and uh, not won the title, he won the Royal Rumble in Philadelphia. And who was the person that was raising his hand to help them out in the end? It was, it was, the, Rock. It was the Rock. Yeah, it was Dwayne. So I'm just saying, if it had it my way, you want to if you want to work it that way, the continuity factor, 
But and I understand a lot of people don't have that type of mindset that that memory to remember that. But I remember. That's all I'm saying. But that's what I'm presenting to you right there. We'll see what happens in the end. Yeah, uh, well, you know, I mean, uh, that's really the sky's the limit for this uh, title reign with Roman and it is. what directions it can go because it's, it's like Jimmy just came back to, and that's what I'm saying. Now, you know, you really, you they're really just milking, you know, this dissension early between you know the cousins when in actuality we know that eventually Jimmy's going to turn the tide and you know uh, uh, fully aligned with you know Roman and then him and Jay are going to go after the tag titles. Mm-hmm. You know, but. It's 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 just been compelling stuff, you know. Still, um, whenever Roman is on the television screen, so I, I mean, I, I they need to just keep this title on him, like you said, for as long as possible, until you know we get some consistent crowds, you know, filling up arenas, and mm-hmm. they're able to you know, finally get that time where they do switch the title off of Roman. It's all about that pop, man. Can you imagine the pop that that would get? If he, once he loses that title, oh, it's going to be big, man. Yeah, regardless of who, that's what I'm saying. Regardless of who it is, whether it's somebody within the company now, I don't know who somebody from another company. They, their contract runs out. I, I, I don't know. And at this point, it doesn't matter. But at the end of the day, whoever it is that beats him, you want the biggest pop possible, and you want that in a sold out crowd because that's what brings that's what gives that's what brings the money in, right there. Yeah. That's what sells the the, the event. It's 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 really WWE one oh one right is Vince McMahon one oh one right there. That's exactly right. You know, you already saw what he um, done um going forward uh for WrestleMania. Like exactly. you know, he, he saved a lot he saved a lot of shit just for that moment. You right. know, so there could be a crowd there so they could hear the you know reactions. That, exactly, man. Exactly. But we'll see. We'll see what happens though, in the end. You know, um but it, it's going to be, it should be fun. It should be a fun summer with that. You know, it should be overall, but just, just as, as a big picture thing, overall with sports, it is going to be a very fun and interesting uh, next couple of months, man. Um, there's a lot of good stuff to, to anticipate. Um, like I said many times, like just the playoffs in general, those are, that's always exciting. Like I said, for me, I mean, I obviously I don't have anything personally invested into the NBA playoffs other than I just want to see great games and I want to see my man LeBron do his thing. Uh, NHL playoffs, my team, my Islanders in playoffs, and so every game is a nervous wreck for me. Um, so, <laughs> I mean, how's that so, coming along? You know, with the playoffs there. Say that again. How, how's it coming along with um, you know, with the playoffs in general? And what should I be looking out for? You know, just in well, case, you know, I just want to sit and check out a game. Well, let's see. The Capitals are in the playoffs, and actually they're playing a game right now against the Boston Bruins. It's tied to Series 1-1, but they were in overtime the last time I checked, and I'm wondering if the game is still going on right now. And, yes, it is still going on. It is in double overtime right now, 2-2 game. They're back in Boston. So that series is a very close one. Um, I know for us, we are playing – we are playing Pittsburgh Penguins, and first of all, anybody if they watch hockey playoffs, if if you want to become a fan of hockey, playoffs is the perfect time to watch it. It is yeah. the, the, the most 
it's the most craziest and, and nerve wracking thing ever, especially when you have a team, your team is in it. But just overall, just the drama and anticipation, it's it's ridiculous. But uh, my series, my team, we're tied 1-1. Uh, we're going back to our home over in Long Island, Nassau Coliseum, um, which has been a great, great season for us at home. So last seasons and last season in our in that arena before we moved to a new arena, not too far away from there, UBS Arena. It's going to be great. Um, that series is, it's just all these series is that the whole division where Islanders and even the Capitals and, and stuff is like, it, it's, it's been a, it's been a bloodbath to say the least. It's been a great, great division in these series. Like the, every, the, the margin of error is very small and these teams are so very similar. So it's like, you just never know. It's a, it's really is a coin flip any day, any, any night. So that's, what's going on. There's other teams too. Um, I mean, there's there's you got Carolina, Nashville, another in another division. Um, I mean, there is you got you got an all Canadian division. Like every, everything is just there's just great series all around. So definitely keep an eye out for those. But like I said, um, as far as DC is concerned, I know there are people biting their fingernails over Capitals game right now, as they will be with the Wizards games tomorrow. Um, I know personally tomorrow I will be in DC tomorrow because. My team, we have different meetup groups all over, all across the nation. We have one that's over in D.C. Um, that that's for Delaware and in Maryland, Virginia people. Uh, good friends with the guy over there. Um, so yeah, that's that's what's up. Watch some of these play. Just watch playoff games in general, NBA and NHL. It, it, it you can, really can't miss with that stuff, man. So, um, but but you personally, I feel like you would be more invested in the Capitals and what they're doing. And oh yeah, this, uh, yeah. Oh, well, for sure. Because um, I'm I'm currently checking them out right now. Um, I just clicked to the um, Capitals Bruins game, and I, I want to know: um, don't they normally do penalty shootouts? Like, what happened with that? Like, I could, did, did, when's the last time they had like a regular penalty shootout to decide shootouts, a game? Shootouts only happen in the regular season. If the game is oh, tied wow. after after if a game is tied after a five minute overtime, which is like which is on a three on three, then it goes to a shootout. Come to playoffs, a sudden death. Like there is no shootouts. It's just straight up five on five over times until the le- until somebody scores and wins. That's it. Which used to be the case a lot of ways, but um, in the regular season, because remember there was a time that it used to be ties in the regular season, but then they gave, got yeah. away with that. Um, but nah, and, and now unless now unless you're lucky enough or fortunate to get a penalty shot. In, in, in overtime or in the playoffs, then that's a different story. But just a regular shootout with both teams, nah, nah, that don't. That's only the regular season. Oh wow! Okay. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's, it's, it's very yeah, rare. You know, I, I because you know I still see um because you do do um, I still see shootouts normally you know watching soccer, and they don't they don't do like golden goal or or, or sudden death. It's like if it's still tied up after extra time. Uh, they'll still do like penalty shootouts because you know the Champions League final is coming up next week, and gotcha. you know it normally you know most of the, most often than not those games end in like a shootout, like a penalty shootout, right? Um, and it, it, it still brings a lot of drama, and intrigue into the um, to the finale, especially when deciding a winner. And you know I thought you know at least you know with NHL you know they could at least try to do that for the Stanley Cup Finals. I can understand right for the playoffs, you know you want to make it sudden up, and mm-hmm. you know. You know, keep the games flowing faster. Exactly. So to speak. But 
But with um, but I, you know, if it, like there's like a game seven in the Stanley Cup, you know, I will take it to a penalty shootout. <laughs> Man, nah, <laughs> keep the game the way it is. <laughs> Do not change that up. No, 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 because that's the that's the build up with the drama. Because you just don't yeah. know who's going to score next, and it could just be, it could be the, the most flukiest goal ever too. So it, it, it's it either either causes a, a great amount of stress and depression, or a great amount of stress and then elation at the end. Um, of course, Damn, referee got fucked up. <laughs> yeah, that that happens from time to time, man. But um, <laughs> but yeah, but but in, in closing, man, like I said, uh, playoffs should be fun. Um, I know we didn't get to touch on the whole issue with Kwame Brown. We're going to touch on that in the next episode, though, because I feel like that dude is not done. Um, oh, he, he won't be, man. And, and, just, and, but the more he goes on, like the worse it's going to get for him. So it's right. because more people are just going to dig into you know his politics, and yeah, it's it's not all that great. Yeah, <laughs> I mean that's that's great for us in the end, though. But um. <laughs> But uh, before we be head out, man, and close out, because then I also know, like, we're trying to cast this Laker game too, because we 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 both are invested in that. Uh, any closing arguments? Anything that you want to close off with, man, to get off your mind? Whatever it is that's not dealing with any of the topics that we spoke to tonight. Well, I want to say um, shout out to the WBA getting their season started, um, and Sabrina Inescu, who has just been awesome in her first. Three games this season. She, she she's the ninth player in WNBA history to record a triple double, and Amazing. I feel like it's going to be, yeah, it's incredible. And I and she, I feel like she's just the first of many from her. She's going to set triple double records over here, and it hurts. Like it's funny because she she's going to be like a combination of like Kobe Westbrook and Luca as far as like NBA comparisons go. Uh, because she she's a wonder kid in a way <laughs> that can put up incredible numbers, and you know I feel like she, there's going to be thirty point triple doubles she's going to have, forty point games that she's going to have. Uh, like she's going to break records and set a new precedent. Uh, when it comes to you know the evolution of um just women's basketball in general. Because we, because there, there, there needs to be like a different, you know, grasp Because the talent is there. Like I've, I've been watching a lot. You know, I've been, I watched basketball my whole life. And watching women's basketball in particular, having a huge focus on it within the last decade or so. And the talent has always been there, but the game itself and the rules, you know, it's just archaic. But you know, that's that's a discussion we can get to another time. Shout out to the WNBA. Um, you know, again, shout out, you know, the Champions League final coming up uh, between two teams I do not really like in Manchester City and Chelsea, but it should be a good game. However, my boys, Manchester United, will be in the Europa League final next Wednesday against Villarreal. Uh, I feel like we could get that title. We could win that. And then, you know, because we already submit ourselves in the Champions League. Um, we're second place in our league, in the Premier League. Uh, we are in second. Manchester City won the league, uh, um, and but the last week of the season is um, this weekend. You know, get our final match day. So we just want to f- finish out the season strong and go from there and get the Europa League title and you know get ready for next year. Cool. And um, for me, my last <laughs> my closing argument is uh, the other day I had a nostalgic trip uh, down. Uh, a certain time period in music where 
um, I'm very fond of this time to what I was, uh, especially when I was doing party promoting and hosting and stuff like that. Um, I just want to give my flowers, give the flowers, proper flowers to um, DJ Webstar and Ron Browse. First of all, <laughs> if you were clubbing, it, well, for me specifically in Richmond, during between yeah, 2007 and 2010 i don't care what anybody tells me if the song by ron browse or dj webstar came on your ass was dancing the party was live i don't care what anybody tells me like they deserve they deserve some files because i really <laughs> felt like their their music their their music was good fucking dancing music man and it, it it was it was just fun everybody was just having fun and if you listen to any of those songs today that they did, um, like your ass is dancing, straight up. I, like to this day, I, I I could kill a chicken noodle soup dance. I don't care what anybody tell. Like, listen, hey, Harlem shaking chicken noodle, I could do that shit all day. Like seriously, um, Nicki Minaj, as a matter of fact, speaking of samples earlier, uh, when she did uh, that's on, that was on her "Beam Me Up, Scotty" mixtape. I get crazy. She sampled a song that never made it onto streaming, but it was only on YouTube in its infancy days uh, by oh. DJ Webstar called 5000. And they're, they're, go ahead and, and, and whenever you get a chance, like put it in YouTube, search DJ Webstar 5000. And there was like a small little part in the song, probably like two, three, three minutes in. And this girl, I don't know her name, never said her name, whatever it is, but it was like a two second point where she said, I get crazy. And Nicki Minaj sampled that little two two second snippet of it and made a fucking song out of it. So shout out to DJ Webstar and Rod Browse. We're gonna forget about the Arab money stuff, okay? But pop uh. champagne, <laughs> but pop champagne with Jim Jones. Nah, man. Anytime that song came on, that crowd was live. I don't care what anybody tells me. Doesn't matter where you was at on the East Coast. That song <laughs> came on. Your ass was out and dancing. Don't hey, jumping it. out the window as well, man. Jumping out the window too. Come on, man. Come on. Man, Come yo, on. put some respect on Ether Boy, bro. Like Ron yes. Browns, bro. He is yes. he, he, he yes, did what had man. to be done, man. He he pretty much built a career off of one beat and auto-tune. And man. I can't respect him more enough. He he did what he had to do. He made he cried out. He balled. Good for yes. this. <laughs> Hell yeah, man. Like go. I, I just I had to I had to put that out there, man. Like that great times, man. But that music, as cringeworthy as it is, a couple of songs and whatever and stuff like that, but your ass was dancing. Your ass was dancing. And it brings and it sparks back some memories. And that's I just want to put that out there, man, just in case anybody listening, they're like, yeah, you know what? Maurice is right. But um but anyway, I know this was a big episode. It was a rather long episode. Um we covered a lot of shit. As always, thank you guys for, for, for hanging out, hanging with us. Um, like I said, <laughs> once again, we apologize. Long, long episode. Seems like every episode we do is always longer, but um, we just want to make sure that we give you guys good content and, and letting us letting y'all know what's on our minds and stuff like that. So always support. Um, once again, uh, Instagram, no words, Bardcast is the Instagram. Um, Twitter, Chris, he is rappers or actors. Me. I am Moby Noam, but there's an underscore under beneath uh, between each word. Uh, so Mo underscore B underscore Noam. As always, when you hear this, share, um, give us a feedback. Let us know. Rate. We're on Spotify. We're on Apple Podcasts. 
Um, we're going to try to see. I'm going to try to see also if um, we could get on Google Podcasts too. Uh, uh, it's just, I was today years old where I just found out that they actually had their own thing like that. So we're going to get on there. Thank you. Much love. Respect everybody. And peace out. We'll see you in a couple of weeks, man. All right. Peace.